The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Chicago, it's rough out there. Not only is it negative piss off outside, but we're back in a damn lockdown because your cousin won't wear a damn mask. What I'm saying is, you're going to be using more electricity, so why not keep it clean with Hero Power? The goal is simple. Create affordable, accessible, and easy ways for more people to support clean energy. All you got to do is sign up today, and they will match 100% of your electricity use with Green E certified renewable energy certificates generated by wind farms in Illinois. Nothing changes with your service. There's nothing to install. You continue to pay ComEd. The only difference is now ComEd pays Hero Power for the supply portion of your bill, and they send that money to local wind farms. It takes less than two minutes to sign up, even less if you have your ComEd bill next to your text in hand. You can cancel at any time, no termination fees, and hey, you say you heard this from Chad the Bird, they'll take 25 bucks off your next electricity bill. That's a deal even 2021 couldn't kill. Hero Power customers have already funded over 5 million kilowatt hours of clean energy. So get in here and do your part. Go to myheropower.com right now and support clean energy while you hunker down, stay safe, and hey, keep it clean. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. It's good. Is that good? What's going on, people, world, the internet, podcast, human listeners? Hello? My name is Chad. I am a bird, and this is my birdcast. That's right. I have a podcast. Um, who doesn't? But you're listening to mine, so deal with it. I don't want to hear any lip from you over there about how everybody's got a podcast. It's a good thing. We all have little ham radios now that we can access without knowing how to use a ham radio. So it's great. So just, like, enjoy the ride, man. Chill out. Things are bad enough as it is. Speaking of bad enough as it is... We're still in the new lockdown in Chicago because of the Omicron Omarosa virus that has hit again. Well, I mean, it just always was here, but it mutated. It it mutated. It's like, it's this is a Cronenberg movie we're living through. People keep wanting to say, oh, it's the end times. I'm like, no, no, no. This is, this is Cronenberg shit. And we'll get through it, but it's just going to be gross and annoying and hard to follow. But ultimately a classic. Um, so here we are. Things are shut down still. I haven't I haven't really left my uh, apartment in a while, so I'm a little stir crazy. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok and see how that's been going. Incidentally, follow me on on Instagram and TikTok. Also YouTube, because I've been doing some live streaming. We live streamed a game yesterday from the '90s, from 1995, called 
Phantasmagoria. And, well, we've been doing it for a while, but we finished it yesterday. And holy shit, it's so gross. So check me out. All the links are below. Come and enjoy. Um, Take the journey with me. Anyway, here on the BirdCast. Hey, you're on the BirdCast. Welcome. I've been hanging out in the vault, rooting around, trying to find a an oldie to spin since we can't do any live shows right now. So I got nothing uh, new and current for you. But I mean, I will. I do. But you got to go elsewhere to find it. Click the link below. But not for the BirdCast. For the BirdCast, this is easy listening. This is lo-fi people. This is sitting in the chair just sipping and thinking kind of stuff. So I'm going to find a classic, an oldie uh, but goodie for you from the vault, from my collection of me vinyl. And I found um, the sleeve that contains all the ones from 2017. And let's see here. Ah, yeah, this one feels particularly um, apropos because there's been a Facebook and Instagram and Twitter thing, and I've seen it on TikTok as well, going around about the world's oldest prosthetic eye. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google the world's oldest prosthetic eye. Basically what it is is there's been this meme floating around of um they found this prosthetic eye in Zabol in Iran, um, and it's the oldest one in history so far that we know. 5,000-year-old prosthetic eye made from tar and animal fat, and it was painted gold, and the person that wore it was a six-foot-tall priestess. And all of the memes on the bottom say, (laughs) do not remove the golden eye from the unnaturally large holy woman's skeleton, please. And another one. (laughs) And another one says, this is not the year for this crazy. Leave it alone and back away slowly. And then there was one more on Twitter that said, I'm hearing they removed the eye in 2019. That explains a lot. But because we fact check here on the BirdCast, here's what's going on. That claim of the oldest um, prosthetic eye ever found was from 15 years ago. They actually found it in 2006 uh, near the Burnt City, which is a millennial old, millennia old, not millennial. Calm down, guys. You know, we're just, you and you're got enough attention. It's a millennia old human settlement outside of Zabul, Iran. So don't get it twisted, internet. Um, and just, just know that like somebody found out about it. It's cool that this thing happened, but it happened in 2006. So yippee. If you're worried about things going south because somebody was like pulling eyeballs out of skeletons, you got to chart it back a little farther. You can't blame the pandemic and the, um, you know, existential crushing dread that has been the last three years and counting on that. So I thought it would be appropriate to pull this little number back from uh, May of 2017. Technically, uh, we recorded it on um, May 6th, 2017, uh, when they wanted to unearth the body of H.H. Holmes to prove that his corpse is who he says he is because there was a conspiracy theory that he didn't... Oh, my God, it's so twisted. 
And it seemed crazy at the time. And it made me laugh listening to this one. And it will, I hope, make you laugh as well. Because there's so many moments where I'm like, is now the best time? And I'm like, oh, honey. Oh, sweet summer child. It's on five. Wait, wait a good four years and then make that claim. Anyway, this is from May 6th, 2017, when the University of Pennsylvania wanted to uh to pull H.H. H. Holmes' body out of the ground. And um, I don't know, I can relate to that feeling of maybe don't do that nowadays, too. So let's spin this classic, and maybe we'll learn something about ourselves. <laughs> How's this fucking... Oh, you put the needle down. Okay. That you like me Cause you could go downhill I can't promise that you love me But you probably will Hey! Stop messing with it! You see the sign? It says don't mess with it! So don't touch it, mess with it Monkey around or start fucking with it We all see that look in your eyes Of course you want to mess with it But hey! Don't. Those warning signs, they're not because liberal snowflake tears, no. They're there because some other dumbass figured they'd mess with whatever you're thinking of messing with, and then they got fucked up. So now, there's a sign to warn you to don't mess with it, you stubborn asshole. So quit messing with it. You know, you don't, you don't need to scratch every itch. In fact... Modern science tells us that scratching confuses pruritus, that's science for itches, because it causes a little pain to go down the old spinal column and then tells the brain to hold up. But we're learning that scratching might also produce serotonin, that's science for happy, and that can trigger the neurons that make itching worse to fire. And well, like untangling Christmas tree lights, sometimes just give up. So yeah. If you want to scratch, do it, but know that you're probably messing with it. And what does the sign say? Don't mess with it. It's gonna go away. And if it doesn't, that's a bigger issue. Either way, you didn't know, so now it's just learn to stop messing with things. Because you mess with it either way, right? Because you're curious. And yeah, that's why the cat's dead, but you're not a cat, you're a goddamn adult. And you can handle it. And what's life but for living? Plus, you'll learn something. And should you not be stupid, you won't do it again. And there, knowledge is power. So there are those things out there that you just got to mess with because you just got to know. And then there's some things you know better than to mess with. But you fucking do it anyway. <laughs> Drinking the coffee right when you get it, burning your damn face again and again. When if you would just wait a second, you would not injure yourself at breakfast. You can't resist. And yeah, it makes for some amazing YouTube videos, but come on, you tried to surf on a mattress. How'd you think that was gonna turn out? <laughs> but hey, you're gonna do it anyway. You don't give a fuck. Just know you were warned. That's what the sign's for. University of Pennsylvania sure doesn't give a fuck. On Thursday, May 4th, they were given the go-ahead by a court official to exhume the body of notorious American serial killer Herman Webster Mudgett, a.k.a. H.H. Holmes, a.k.a. Yes, we're so glad you read Devil in the White City, Tiffany. Now read another book and we'll be impressed. So back in the late 1800s, 
Herman dropped out of the University of Burlington to pursue a career in medicine. He graduated the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery, where he worked in the anatomy lab. All around noble, normal enough, except for this weird rumor that the students were talking about, that the bodies in the lab were not, let's say, professionally acquired. <laughs> there was also the matter of Mr. Mudgett beating his wife, Clara, who soon left after graduation. And then there was this other buzzy little issue of insurance fraud that seemed to follow Mr. Mudgett everywhere he went. He changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes because the rumors were getting weirder. And then he moved to Chicago where he went to work for a drugstore. So he makes enough money to buy the drugstore, which he does. Then he buys the lot across the street so he can finance a two-story building with a new drugstore and a few apartments above it. You know, like you do. And just in case you figure, hey, this guy's probably okay, got over his scammy past. No, shut up. He refused to pay his architects. They sued him, so he hired new ones. They sued him, and then he kept all that spinning until the building was finished. Okay, so Herman's a dick and a criminal and a wife beater. Just another future congressman in training, right? But that, but that would be just the veneer on the gross-ass pile of nightmares that was this actual demon in a mustache. Turns out, Mr. Mudgett was super into torture and murder. And not like reading about it, or like... Seeing every Saw, hostile, human buttipede movie, freaking his roommates out a little bit. No, like he liked it and did it a lot. That building he was financing was actually a giant maze-like human butcher shop complete with a body chute that led to the dungeon with a surgical table, crematorium, and medieval torture devices like if Sweeney Todd Hellraiser and Hannibal Lecter opened up an Airbnb. The... <laughs> Hallways were slanted and dark with gas pipes sticking out of the walls. There were staircases that went nowhere and locked doors, one of which led to a bank vault with a gas pipe. And you gotta wonder, if the guy that installed that was like, the fuck? <laughs> and the controls for the pipes were in Holmes's office, which was right next door. And that's just the first floor of this two-story blood-jit inn. The, yeah, all right, I'm gonna take that. I didn't have a good pun, so I just went for broke. Okay, guys? Sometimes you gotta use the axe, you know what I mean? The second floor had 51 doors, six hallways of fun, and a complete, a couple airtight, soundproof, low-ceiling, alarm-rigged killing hutches, complete with peepholes and greased chutes for easy body disappearing, and of course, gas pipes. You thought he wasn't gonna forget the gas pipes? Nah, here at the Marriott Murder Tell, you get all the amenities. Fuck continental breakfast, because checkout time is never. All said and done, Holmes confessed to 28 murders, but he was suspected of over 200 as he opened this building during the Chicago World's Fair of 1893, which sucks, because that World's Fair gave us the Ferris wheel, and it's where Paps got the blue ribbon. All in all, a pretty awesome party, save the weird B&B &B where everyone was murdered. Bummer. Eventually, Holmes was arrested for the murder of his partner in murder, Benjamin Patazel, during a botched arson scheme. And by botched, we're talking instead of using another body to double for Pazadel in the fire that they would scam the insurance money from, Holmes just knocked the real Pazadel out and set him on fire instead, collected the insurance. Because, right? You already built the Freddy Krueger of dream homes. Why not go for broke? After his arrest, he told the police that he was possessed by Satan and, quote, had the devil in him, end quote, for some time. Meanwhile, Satan went on record saying, bro, I don't know you. Leave me out of this. But, yo, I can't wait to meet you, end quote. And on May 7th, 1896, at 10.15 in the morning, he was hung in the Philadelphia County Prison. Or was he? See, there's a rumor. 
Some say it's from his fellow prisoners, some say relatives, that he paid off a security guard to hang a cadaver, and then he escaped through the back of the prison, which you've been paying attention is totally something that our little American psycho concierge of Motel 666 would do. And almost 121 years later, family of Henry, Herman, Hubert, whatever the fuck, Holmes Mudgett, requested that he be dug up from his unmarked grave at Holy Cross Cemetery outside of Philly. And the biggest bitch of it all is, Holmes requested that his body be buried over under 3,000 pounds of cement to ensure, quote, his body against the vandalism or scientific curiosity of ghouls, end quote. And why the courts didn't just go, oh really, how about 3,000 pounds and go fuck yourself is lost to history. So not only do our friends at the university have to dig him out of the ground, they're going to have to use a jackhammer to get his dead ass just to prove he's there. Why? Because y'all got to mess with shit. When asked, John Rusick, Vice President for Interpretation and Education at the Chicago History Museum, said, quote, It's highly unlikely Holmes escaped execution, so this seems like a pretty cut-and-dry case, but crazier things have happened, so who knows? Which everyone knows is the last thing you say before the dead guy jumps up, eats you, and then runs off into the night to murder everybody. Stop messing with shit! You want to dig up a dead serial killer at a time when half the world is ready to blow itself up. We've discovered the evidence for dark matter. Trump is president. Cubs won the World Series. And it was 70 degrees in February. Is now really the best time to unearth the skeleton of one of the worst creatures in human history at a point in time when the worst people in human history are in charge of the country. At best, you'll figure out if it's his ribcage or not. At worst, the collective negative insanity will awaken his zombie ass and oh shit now that's happening we've all seen ghostbusters you know where this is gonna go so stop messing with it leave it alone that's what the sign says see ya special thanks to the barrera kudas for their kick-ass song promises it's been following me on the back end since 2016 Thank you to Jepson's Malort and Hero Power, who have been keeping me alive in all of these dark times. Thank you to Clark Bender, the Clark Bender, who um, mixed that classic back in the day when we were just we were just kids, chilling in the recording studios. Me, Clark, Paul, and Ringo just making beats. And uh, I want to want a special shout out. You should listen to Clark's podcast, Board Game Times. The link is down below. If you are a gamer like me, you will enjoy that one. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on YouTube and come check out when we spin some classic 90s retro games here in the lockdown. And, and it, it, they're very 90s. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So I hope you guys are all doing okay and everybody's staying safe. We're going to get through it. We, you know, doctors say that we have a chance. So hold on to that chance. In the meantime, make something spicy for yourself tonight. Something Thai. Something like, I don't know, Spanish. Get, let's make it let's make it a sexy night. Let's all agree to do that. Also drinking. Let's make sure we do that too. Yeah, I give up.